0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of The Breakthrough Maze. My name is Joe Applebaum, and what I do here is I speak to entrepreneurs that are looking to create more power, more freedom, and more self-expression in their life. Welcome to the program. I was committed to doing many more episodes of The Breakthrough Maze that I've been doing, and I just stopped doing it. I just stopped doing them and I want to do more of them because so many people tell me they get so much value out of them. I think that getting amazing guests like you are going to help me be able to keep it up and also just hearing feedback from people. So what is the breakthrough maze for the people that don't know and for you, maybe you don't know what it is. I committed to coaching a thousand people because I wanted to be able to become a better coach. So coaching a thousand people is like a lot. So what I said was I would coach people online and people started calling me and I started coaching, 15 minute sessions, coaching, 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 coaching. And I said, hang on a second, if I'm just coaching people online, why don't I just record it and make it a podcast? And through that conversation, we usually go through three stages. The first one is awareness, the second one is strategy, and the third one is accountability. What is the difference between a therapist and a coach? It's a very interesting conversation, just in general, this conversation, but that's one thing I want to talk to you about. Because you've gone on a journey of, of, A, getting therapy, just like me. I call it emotional coaching, getting an emotional coach. Emotional coaching. <laughs> emotional coaching. And then and then getting coaching from, a, from like a coach that used to be a therapist or a social worker or whatever. And so what I would love to know is what is your perspective on that? I, I shared in the past my perspective on it, but I'd love to hear what, what is your perspective between the difference between a, a therapist and a coach? Because you've received both and you've done both yourself and so on. So...
1: Um, First of all, you are right. Not only have I been the beneficiary of both therapy um, and extensively so, as well as coaching, which I'm very grateful to be the beneficiary of more recently, Um, I've also gone to school and gotten a master's in social work Wow! um, at a point in my life where I thought maybe that was what I was meant to be doing, become a therapist actually, and I've also been coaching myself as well so i've not only been the beneficiary of both in a certain way um, i haven't actually provided the therapy but i did do the schooling and now i am actually providing coaching so i have kind of like a very real experience with both and so even though i'm going to give you kind of a conceptual answer but it's born out of really pretty extensive experiences firsthand cool I know I've heard it said before. I've heard it from you, Joe. I've heard it from Chandler. Um, Steve Chandler is a great author who I just really love uh, reading his work and have benefited so much from his work. That therapy is about healing the past and coaching is about creating the future. And I couldn't agree more. I think there's so much validity to that. Um, However, I'm like a little bit more of a conceptual guy. I'm like, I like more sophisticated. Constructs And um, I think on a little bit Of a deeper level This is not inconsistent With that at all It's just I think the deeper The deeper level of that When someone comes Into therapy And they say You know I have a problem You know My father abused me As a kid Or I'm a victim of sexual abuse Or I'm a procrastinator Whatever You name it They actually In so doing Create a context they kind of set a certain, there's a certain thrust. There's a certain load to that declaration that they make right there at the outset of the therapy process. There are implications, there are assumptions, there's, it's a whole universe that they, so to speak, bring into, into, into existence in between them and the therapist. And that really sets the tone for the work. So therapy will embrace that usually, will embrace whatever the client says is the problem with them. Um, and the therapy will be is in is intended to help the person cope, notwithstanding whatever the problem is, hopefully to transcend the problem even eventually, but to help them cope, to help them function in relationships, to help them function in financially, to help them function with their health, like just to help them function and cope these are actually terms that are taken straight out of the therapeutic world functioning coping um, Notwithstanding, you know the fact that they were the mm. abuse uh, uh, victim of, of of child abuse and that they had a crazy dad and all that, right?
0: Are you a functioning, a, a fully functional human being, right? Are right. You functioning? right, exactly,
1: exactly. You know, like anything from like, you know, uh, what do they call ADLs, uh, the, the, uh, um, actions of daily living, to you know, and they and and then they have all these different uh, psychotherapeutic constructs of stages, right? You have Freud's sex psychosexual stages, Erickson's, Um, psychosocial stages so like someone is like in their 20s and they're like supposed to be like according to that stage they're supposed to be ideally pursuing let's say intimacy you know and maybe they're having a breakdown and they're not so we're then we're going to try to get you to be doing that um, in the face of you know whatever your past is and whatever's tying you down so that's kind of how therapy works and sometimes it's very helpful and beneficial to people now coaching is really very radically different because when someone comes along into a coaching conversation and they say, you know, my father messed me up and therefore, you know, I, I, I don't have relationships and, and I'm not consistent with my job and all that, the coaching process will actually have them have them discover that they're actually okay. That they're actually okay. They have a concept that they're not okay. They have an idea that they're not okay, and they're kind of like living that out. But the coaching conversation will really reach very, very deep down and help them discover how they're actually at the source of their life. So when they say they're not okay, they're you know that's something that they're actually bringing forth and that they can actually choose to bring forth their own okayness, which is there anyway. And that is just so much more profound and so much more powerful. Now, some people are not open to that. Some people don't – they don't want that.
0: Have you had an experience with somebody who absolutely was not open to that?
1: Yes, I have. (laughs) But that's really how I say the difference is between coaching and therapy. Therapy is like to help you cope as a messed up person. Coaching really allows for you to discover there is no messed upness. And outside of being messed up, I mean the sky is the limit for what's possible for people.
0: Right. If you can start from scratch and you don't have to bring your past into your future – what would the future look like? Exactly. It could be anything. It's a blank canvas. Exactly. Right. Awesome. Awesome. That's a, very helpful, that's a very helpful introduction to this. Where in your life do you feel like you want to have more power, more freedom, maybe a little more self-expression, more vitality? Is there a specific area? Usually people go to either making money, business, finance, or they go to relationships, or they, they focus on their health. Is there one area that you want to focus on, maybe have a
1: little bit of a breakthrough? I'm more active than I've ever been on, on numerous fronts. Um I think that if I had to say the area where I want where I'm where I'm kind of like looking for more power is actually in my coaching. I'd like to create more clients, I'd like to become better as a coach, ultimately charge stronger fees. That's that's the next that's the next frontier for me in my life.
0: Okay. So you wanna be a better coach, you wanna charge stronger fees. What does success look like? I often ask people this and they're like, well, I'm not really sure what success looks like for me, but I I just want to be further along than where I am right now. And, you know, when when I'm taking people through this journey, I I want to find out, like, do they even know where they want to go and is it crystal clear? And if not, why not?
1: You know, I want to just stop for a second and reflect on the question itself before answering it. And this is really interesting. I think something just came to me as you were asking that question. I think a lot of people, they naturally tend to think of the things that they want in life in terms of identity. So I say, I want to be a better coach. It's like tied in with my identity. I want to perceive myself as a better coach i want to feel like a better coach it's kind of tied in with perception identity experience internal internal experience internal state i think it's probably what drives a lot of people to want things so that's why they naturally don't i think it's probably true for myself that's why i naturally don't come and say oh joe here's where i want more power i want 100 clients in the next 100 days because that's like nuts and bolts right that's like It's just so concrete. Where's the, it's lacking like the identity factor. So, but I naturally want, you know, stuff um, as it ties into my identity. I want to feel better about myself. I want to perceive myself as more functioning and more capable and whatever. All identity related. And it's just very interesting. I think it's useful to just kind of have that awareness. That's really what's behind the lack of specificity, I think, for a lot of people when they want something. Um, that being said, yeah. So moving from that identity based desire to be a better coach, um, would probably somehow tied in in my head with like being successful or being valid, probably even. What does that look like? Um, ultimately, I'd like to make $250,000 a year from coaching. That's a, that's a money number. That's a money number.
0: Have you ever said that before? Have you ever thought of that number before? I don't think
1: I've ever said that before. I think that's a, that's a you just got something brand new out of me. Today. <laughs> so it's going to be a great podcast. <laughs>
0: okay, so you want to generate two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year from coaching? Do you think you're worth that? I don't know. What does that mean?
1: Do I think I'm worth that? Like from one client?
0: Do you think you're you think you can add enough value? You know, ultimately, when you want to generate money. It has to do with how much value you believe and your clients believe that you're adding, right? So if I go to somebody and say, I'd like for you to pay me a million dollars a year, I will add for you $10 million worth of value. And they'll be like, if they believe me and I believe that I can do it, then it makes sense and we both do it and it happens. If one of us don't believe, then chances are the likelihood of it happening is very slim because A, I'm not going to ask if I don't believe and they're going to say no if they don't believe.
1: I definitely think I'm worth some of it.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Could you repeat that?
1: <laughs> I definitely think I'm worth some of the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
0: How much are you worth? Today. How much of that are you worth? What's what is some of it? Instinctively, what is the number, the percentage of the two hundred and fifty that you think you're worth? Intuitively.
1: Hundred thousand.
0: Hundred thousand, okay. So you're worth a hundred thousand dollars and you'd like to become worth two hundred and fifty thousand exactly. dollars. Simple as that. Exactly. If you made a hundred thousand dollars in the coming year from coaching, you would not be surprised. No. But if you made 120, 130, 150, 180, 200, you'd be like, uh, do I deserve this? Am I adding enough value?
1: Right. But by the time I was actually doing that, I'd probably be sure that I am adding <laughs> <laughs> Right.
0: Right. What's stopping you from feeling 100% certain that you could add $250,000 worth of value today?
1: I don't have all that much data.
0: OK. So you don't have enough information.
1: And even if I were to have a lot more data, meaning I would have coached many more clients. I, I wonder how to translate that data into value. Like let's say a client writes to me, like I had a client write to me the other day um, an email about what our work did for him. I don't know how to translate that into a money value. Okay, all right. It so was, It was certainly worth, I'm assuming, it was certainly worth the money that he paid, but I don't know how to translate that into a, into a money value.
0: Okay, well, you know it's worth the money that he paid. Mm-hmm. So how many clients at that rate would it take for you to generate what you want to generate? If that client, saw, let's say, paid you $1,000, so it would take you 250 clients in order for you to get to 250,000, right? Because 1,000 times 250, 250,000.
1: Right. At the current rate that I do, like today, I would need 112 clients a year.
0: Okay. That mean, is that a number that's re- a reasonable number in your mind, or is, or is it just not reasonable? Like the amount of people that you'd be able to coach in one year.
1: Well, I I do a quarter – I do a three-month package usually with clients. It's usually what I do, although I tailor-make it for every client differently. So um, I'd have to cater to –
0: Now we're in strategy mode. So we went from awareness, right? I just want to – just like as a preface, right? We went from like, okay, I don't believe I can do it to now like, hang on a second. What will it take for me to actually do this? And now we're like kind of like –
1: We started with what exactly does it look like?
0: Right. We're, we don't even know. We don't even know what number we want to make. Right. So we, we just want to be... With,
1: so we started. I started with that declaration. But now
0: once we have fine. a number right. and we're specific, and then we know that it's all identity-based, which is like, okay, what are we even talking about here? Okay, that's something we have to work on a different time, maybe with a therapist. But <laughs> then we start moving on to like, okay, I have a concrete number. I know how much I've charged people in the past. I know that I'm going to have some fears that I'm going to have to deal with as I get closer to the 100000 mark to see if I could even get past it, right? So there's awareness around that. Now we need to move to strategy and say, okay, is, is it even possible to generate $250,000? So
1: at the current rate that I charge for my, for my three-month package, I would need to serve 29 clients every quarter. okay. To make $250,000 a year from COVID. Is that a
0: reasonable amount of people to be able to serve? Is it reasonable and realistic? Are there that many people that need service?
1: Oh, yes, there are that many people <laughs> that need service, yes. And that would mean five serving five people a day, six days a week.
0: Is that something that you would be prepared to do in order to generate $250,000? If I could hand you the 30 clients now and hand you them in a quarter from now and hand you them in another quarter from now and hand you them in another quarter from now, is that something that you would? be willing to do?
1: I think it's, um, it would really max me out. It would really max me out beyond, like, too much.
0: What does that mean? Is it too much money, maxing you out too much money-wise? Or too much time-wise? From what you're willing to do, do you think it's going to be too much work? So what we're doing right now is we're coming up with a plan. We know what we want to get to. We need to figure out, okay, first of all, does this even make you sense? Six
1: Serving six people a day, and in, the, in the way I do, do it currently, would mean nine hours of meeting with people a day. I don't think that works because I would need breaks and I have other commitments and responsibilities. I don't think that works.
0: So what would need to happen?
1: I would need to raise my fees.
0: By what? Again, most people don't even think this through. They have a goal. They have a plan. They have a wish, and they don't even think this through. They never even have this conversation with themselves or with anybody else.
1: Right, and I want to add, by the way, that having these kinds of conversations alone actually opens up channels of like energy channels and possibility channels because we spend so much time talking about why things are not working for us in our life and so things continue to not work. And the moment we have even a single conversation where we actually verbalize a possibility, it makes that, it concretizes that possibility and makes it real more in our lives. So, so
0: let's let's move on to accountability because I think that, I think that you have an idea of what you need to do in order for you to get to where you want to go, and also what the challenges are going to be as you continue to add clients and you get to a certain revenue level. You're going to have some self limiting beliefs to deal with, and so on, which you're probably you're probably going to need coaching on. But let's let's move on to accountability for a moment. Like, okay, what needs to happen in order for you to actually take the first step to getting there. What do you need to actually do?
1: Right. Okay, so that's the accountability. That's, that's good because I was about to ask that question. In order for me to create 30 clients a quarter, let's just say, right.
0: Or even 15 and double your rate, whatever.
1: Right. Um,
0: what are the next steps? What are the next concrete steps that you need to take in order for you to be able to get, clo- get anywhere close to this goal? It's a good thing people don't have to listen to the silence.
1: Well, let me tell you where I get stuck. I get stuck that there are so many people out there who they don't want coaching. They're not open to coaching. I'm not interested in coaching. them. Um, So, you know, I can reach out to, let's say, a lot of people in my circle, for example. Um, But I know that many of them are really not wanting coaching and not really ready for coaching.
0: Are you saying it's going to be hard to find clients?
1: What is the next step for my clients?
0: So what do you need to do in order for you to get a little more clarity around what the next step is for you to find your client? Because it's very clear that a lot of the, or most of the people that you're going to be speaking to are not going to be ideal.
1: Right. That's what it seems. So what needs
0: to happen, and what do you need to clarify in order for you to be able to figure out who the ideal client is? What do I need to
1: clarify? I suppose I need to come up with I need to clarify with myself, what am I looking for in a client?
0: Boom. Criteria for ideal client. Right. It sounds obvious, but most people I know have no idea. They've never taken the time to do that. They've never time, taken the time to sit down and figure out, okay, what are my values? What do I need to see in a client to know if they're ideal or not ideal? Right. What are the non-negotiables? Right.
1: Like I, want, I had a, a what I call a creating client session with someone a few weeks ago and it was clear to me that they are far 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 away from coachability right now and at the end they're like oh well how do i work with you and everything and i said i don't think we're there you know we can have another such conversation a few weeks down the road if you'd like because it was clear to me that i was like no way you know what i mean
0: you're not going to be able to help this person because ultimately they're not ready to be helped exactly they're not coachable as they say exactly so how do you identify somebody that's coachable So for me, the qualifying process is, number one, is there a problem that I can help them solve? That's number one, that I feel like I can help them solve. Because if I can't help them solve the problem, it's not going to work. Number two is, are they ready to make the right decision? Or do they just want to regurgitate what they want to talk about all day? Are they ready to make some hard decisions and take action? Because if not, there's nothing I can ever say to him that would make him take action. He has to be ready to do it. And then finally, are they willing to sacrifice... Are they willing to create enough pain with money, using money as leverage in order for them to take action because my fees are very expensive? So for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you some heavy fees. I need to make sure that you're ready to take action and that you're ready to decide. And like, do we jive? Can I help you? Can I support you? Am I willing to have hours and hours of conversations with you? And if the answer is no to any of those, then have a good day. Have a good day. You know how many times I've taken a client... And it just didn't work out because I sacrificed one of those three things and it just ended up not working out. And I knew it wasn't going to work out to begin with, but I felt bad. I thought, let me try to help the person. Let me see what I can do. Let me see if I can learn with this. And I learned, I learned that I should say no next time and move on because 99.9% of people that I'm going to be talking to, if I speak to a thousand people, 99% of the people are just not fit, not a good fit. Most people are not going to be a good fit either because the timing is off. They're not ready yet. Or because they're not a good fit based on values, based on who I am and who they are. It's just not going to work. Or they're not willing to create the leverage by investing the money. And that's what it is. Some people are like, dude, I can't afford to invest in coaching. How could you, what are you saying? The guy wants to do a million dollars a year and he's not willing to spend a few thousand dollars on coaching. Like, what are you even saying? It's like saying, I want to hire a sales team, but I can't afford to hire a sales rep. You want to hire a sales team, but you're not willing to hire a sales rep. What are you even doing? you got to be willing to commit and have that leverage so that you actually take action. People are like, Joe, if you gave me your book for free, I would take it. I was like, you're going to take it, but you're not going to read it. I'm going to make you pay for the book, and I'm going to pay more than what it costs on Amazon. I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're going to pay more than what it costs on Amazon. you can pay 30% more. And you're going to do it now in cash because that shows me you want to take action. <laughs> and people do it, and they pay 30% more, and they're happy to do that. Because they're committed, and the people that are not are just never going to read it, and I'd rather them not have it. Well, I
1: bought it on Amazon because I was committed to reading it, but I didn't want to pay the extra 30%.
0: Good. Good. That's excellent. Anyway, bottom line is your accountability is very clear. You know what you need to do. You need to figure out your criteria for an ideal client and figure out how to find those clients. And if you can do that, then it's about are you going to take action or not. Do you feel like you had a breakthrough here today? Because we are at the end of the breakthrough maze. <laughs> we have arrived, ladies and gentlemen. We have arrived. We are motivated.
1: Um, I would say that I had a soft breakthrough.
0: Oh, wow. There's a soft It's like a soft boiled
1: egg. Right. There's a soft breakthrough and a hard breakthrough. Okay, good. I had a soft breakthrough. I heard good. myself say things that I've never heard myself say before. What and would that is a breakthrough.
0: What would, what would it take to create hard breakthroughs for you? If we're qualifying and softening. Instead of going in with full intensity, an epiphany, the rock breaking open, an avalanche of lava flowing out of your forehead
1: no, you're not so into this, but I would say that a hard breakthrough would be hearing myself verbalize a new possibility, um, really being able to visualize that you know the, the the action steps the the pieces that that would make it happen um. And kind of like that internal experience of access, you know, rather than just having kind of like a conceptual understanding of the access, but actually like on a more experiential level, being like really clear, like it's all you need to do, so to speak, that for me makes a hard breakthrough when the two are there together.
0: So if we were super clear right now on who your most ideal client was and where they were and how you can find 30 a quarter, that would get you excited. That would make lava to flow from your head. Probably, yeah. Wow. So let's go there. (laughs) Let's go there. Let's get the lava flowing from your forehead. I want to see some lava. But here's the problem. Here we go. It's not a
1: problem. It's not a problem. That I have certain commitments in place in my life, basically from now for the next nine months.
0: Okay, so the $250,000 doesn't need to happen in the next nine months, but they can be set up to happen right Right. after that. Right,
1: correct. That's what I would love.
0: Okay, so that's it. That's the goal. So now your goal has changed from generating $250,000 in 2018 to 2020, and that's it. In 2020, you will be guaranteed to have that if during 2019 you build yourself up. Right to make sure that you have a circle of people that are in that are qualified to do coaching with you. You don't have to coach them right away, but that you have a circle of people that are qualified to coach with you. And that's essentially what you need. You need a list of people that are qualified to coach with you. Right. So how do you find a list of people that are qualified to coach with you is by surrounding yourself with those types of people. First, you have to create the criteria for it, which you can do right now in two seconds. It will going take two seconds, but like you can do it right now, instantly. What is the criteria for working with you? You said earlier to be coachable. What's another thing?
1: Yeah, being coachable means you have to be willing to act.
0: Okay, willing to, to act, willing to take action. On the
1: conversations that we have.
0: Okay, they're willing to take action. What's the second so thing? being coachable. Um,
1: the second thing is you've you, you got to be up to creating something.
0: Okay, so they they have to want to change. They have to want to transform. They have to well, want to create. Yeah,
1: yeah, but and also it can't just be all identity based. Okay, right. There's got to it's got to be something specific, something concrete that you're out to create.
0: So what's an example of that?
1: An example of that is to create two hundred fifty thousand dollars. An example of that is to create. Not. You know,
0: I just want to be a better person, but I want. I want to create a concrete right. goal that I can put myself behind.
1: Right, not just I want to be, not just, the, you know, um, so there's, there's not a, just a, I, I want to be, I want to not procrastinate. Right. You know, like, you know, it's kind of like, I, I, I want to be the person other than the person I perceive myself to be. Well, that's lovely, right? It'll happen, it'll happen by virtue of the actions that you take. And the actions that you take are guided by, are guided by your purpose, but more specifically, by specific goals that you set out to create.
0: Okay, so if you have somebody that... What question would you need to ask somebody in order to determine if their goal is not identity-based and it's very concrete?
1: Well, I think it could be identity-based. It's fine, but in addition to that, they need to go to the next level. Um,
0: they need to be willing to go to the next level. And and, cr- and get into create a
1: concrete a- conversation about it. Sure. Sure. Um,
0: So, what question would they need to answer, be able to answer correctly, in order for you to be able to qualify I mean, I, them?
1: Well, I think it would need. I would need to ask them out of you know everything that's possible for you and for your life, which things specifically are you out to create with the work that we would do?
0: And if they can't cl- get clear on that, some people just can't get clear on that. They don't have a burning desire. Right. Then and you're I not going to be able to help them.
1: Well, you know. Uh, like to get married i don't really know what i want Uh, i mean i'd like to make an impact well again it's not it's not specific It would have to really be specific and and you know if basically if getting specific just somehow has them fall out of graces with their fantasy of what's possible for them and so like it just doesn't work for them to get specific and all that and really concentrate the work on something around something specific then that then we're not a right fit
0: okay great so they have to that's really great so they have to have a specific goal in mind that they want to achieve that you can help them achieve so step number one is they have to be coachable that means that they're not arguing with you the whole time and they're willing to take action and step number two is that they have to have something concrete and specific above and beyond their identity goal which you can help them with they have to have a specific goal that they want to achieve in your first conversation with them
1: no in the second
0: in the second conversation with them okay great
1: the first conversation that I have with clients is always about what's possible. Okay, great. So when, when, when clients get into what's possible, I mean, they can write down 10, 12 domains of their life, and, you know, and how it could be better. I mean, I was recently sitting with someone. They're like, well, I would go on a date with my wife once a week. I'd spend a half hour of private time with each of my kids every week. I'd set up – I mean, it's a dozen. You know what I mean? So I love that. But then from possibility – It's got to be narrowed down to specifics. It's got to go to specifics.
0: So right now you have two qualifiers, two very clear qualifiers. What's the third qualifier? They have to be willing to pay the fee. They have to be willing to pay the fee. (laughs) Sounds very familiar. Sounds very familiar. They have to be willing to invest. Right. So those are the three things. They're willing to create leverage, invest, willing to act, and willing to be specific. And so if you want to find people that are willing to do those three things, then what needs to happen in order for you to guarantee that you'll have 100 or whatever, however yeah, many so people? Yeah, so
1: there's two questions for me. First of all, where are the people? And second of all, what, the, what is the conversation?
0: What is, where are the people and what is the conversation? Okay. There needs to be a conversation. That's clear. Yes. And where are the people? The people are in your life.
1: <laughs>
0: the people are in your life. Or there are people that are the people that know the people in your life. right? So there are probably five to 10,000 people in your life. Or people that are directly in your life or people that know the people that are in your life. If there's 1,000 people in your life, then there's 10,000 people that are that know those people. So they're in your life, either to the first degree or second degree. They're there. They exist. Whether it's through proximity based on geography or proximity based on community... Or proximity based on industry. They're there. The people are there. Now the question is, how many conversations do you need to have? The content of the conversations I don't think is that important right now. It'll flow towards those three questions eventually. But you need to have a certain amount of conversations in order for you to get 100 clients. So how many conversations do you need to have? How many have you had in the past year? I call them disqualifying conversations because you need to be disqualifying. Ten out of nine out of ten. How many people a day do you need to disqualify?
1: I would I would say it's probably fair to say that I need to have ten conversations to get one client.
0: All right. So if you need thirty clients, how many conversations do you need to have a day?
1: Three hundred. I mean, if I need thirty clients, I need to have three hundred conversations.
0: So if you need thirty how clients a, a quarter, right. you need three hundred conversations a quarter. Right. Did you have three 300 conversations the past year? Uh, probably not. And that's why you don't have the clients that you want to have.
1: Right.
0: I would say to have 12 conversations a day would put you over the top. If you had 12 conversations a day, it would put you over the top. How do I know? Because I closed 30 clients in the past two months by having 12 conversations a day. All right. Yeah. And I'll show you who they are. I'll show you what I've done. 100% clear. How do you have the conversations that you know how to do already? Wherever you are, you can have a conversation with somebody and disqualify them, which is the goal, because you don't want <laughs> unqualified people in your pipeline. Right. That's the worst. Right. So you have a disqualifying conversation, and you say, thank you very much. And once in a while, you'll get a gem. Every 300 conversations, you'll get 30 that are a gem. And the people that you disqualify are disqualified today, but then tomorrow, they might come back and be right. qualified. Right. So you got to keep having conversations with those people.
1: Right.
0: How do you feel right now? Feel like you have lava floating from your head?
1: More access, for sure.
0: More access? I like that. Powerful conversations. Powerful conversations. I love this process. Can you tell why I love this process so much? The reason I love this process so much is because I'm living and breathing my values. I have three values in my life. I have creativity, curiosity and levity. Sometimes I say curiosity, creativity, and levity. Those are the things that drive me. Those are the things that I value most. In my life, there are so many things I could be valuing. People often don't even know what they value. They're not sure. They know, but they're not sure. Because they haven't sit down and done the introspection to figure out the internal inspection. Introspection is internal inspection to figure out, what do I have going on? What do I even value? What makes me feel good? You know what your focus is? Your focus is whatever your awareness is, right? That's where your focus is. Knowing what you like is everything. Knowing what makes you feel good is everything. Because then you can take your awareness away from the weeds, which will naturally take your awareness, and you could put it where you want it. Most people allow their awareness to be taken through reactivity. And I always say, know what you want. And I want to help 1,000 hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. And that's why we're creating massive breakthroughs on the Breakthrough Maze. If you enjoyed this, go to joeapplebaum.com, sign up to my newsletter, and send me an email. Let me know that you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much for being a part of this. This was fantastic. I appreciate you. And thanks for listening. This episode of The Breakthrough Maze is brought to you by Ajax Union, a digital marketing agency based in Brooklyn, New York. Ajax Union's core focus is to support B2B companies to generate better leads, nurture those leads from the top of the funnel to the bottom line. Visit www.ajaxunion.com to learn more about our amazing offering. Thanks for listening to The Breakthrough Maze, hosted by Joe
1: Applebaum. We hope that by listening to The Journey of a Stranger, you've become inspired to want a little more freedom, a little more power, and a little more vitality. To find out more about Joe Applebaum or this incredible public coaching session, go to
0: www.joeapplebaum.com. Also, head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Help make it possible for more people to benefit from this free coaching.
1: Leave a comment describing what you got out of this episode.